Hello, my friend. You are listening to Tidepod episode 18. And today I'm going to talk to you about a very overlooked piece of leadership, especially during some of the earlier stages of business. Today we are talking about giving constructive feedback to your team members. And yes, as a matter of fact, today's episode is going to help you build this fundamental skill. Whether you provide feedback regularly to your core team, or even if you're struggling to provide feedback to freelancers and contractors who help you support your biz on occasion. No matter the specific situation, believe me, we are going to break down the fundamentals that are going to help you be a feedback-given rock star. This episode is going to be good. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIEPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. We should probably just start with why giving constructive feedback is like one of the most fundamental skills to good leadership. And here's the thing. We've all experienced somebody or another who gives terrible feedback, whether it was a parent, a teacher, a boss, or even a significant other, you probably know what it's like to get feedback that left you feeling less than, or maybe even confused, like, where the heck did that come from, right? For example, have you ever gotten feedback from a coworker or a boss and it felt totally misplaced, like it came out of left field, and, you know, maybe they said something along the lines of, you should really work on your customer service. But they didn't give you context, and they can't even give you a specific example of when you lacked good customer service. And maybe they even said this to you on a day where you felt like you did really great by helping multiple people solve their problems. You see what I'm saying? So when these types of feedback missteps happen, it can be really confusing and off-putting to your team members. And the truth is, When it comes to communicating to another person how to do something differently or better, there's always a bunch of stuff that can get lost in translation. And when things get lost in translation, they can have some pretty bad consequences. So why should you invest the time in developing this skill of good constructive feedback? Because you never want to be the deliverer of unhelpful and potentially harmful feedback like I know that you, as an intentional leader, it is not your goal to hurt your people's feelings or make them feel bad. Like anytime you're giving them feedback, it is to make them better, to help them do their job well, and to honestly impact their development in their role or their uh, expertise in a positive way, right? So 
Again, giving good, thoughtful, constructive feedback is a skill that can move mountains in your business. I want you to imagine being able to provide honest feedback, even when it's difficult, and be comfortable doing so. Think about what it would be like to be able to deliver feedback with confidence and know that it was meant for the betterment of your team member and your business. And finally, Imagine being the person on the receiving end of your feedback and actually appreciating the fact that their boss took the time to give them good, solid feedback. That is our goal today. Our goal today is to give you this fundamental skill and master the art of giving constructive feedback, my friend. Alrighty, so before I serve you up with some good old constructive feedback tips, I actually want to break down for you the two main reasons that you should be giving feedback to your team members. So you're either going to be giving feedback for development or for evaluation. Let's start with development. Let's talk about that first. Developmental feedback is any feedback that you're going to provide a team member in order to help them further develop their skills. Now, whether you're providing feedback on their customer service, their design prowess, or how accurately they captured your vibe in their copy, this feedback is all oriented around helping your team member improve their skill set in some way. So I want you to consider this in the context of just your daily interactions with your team. Did they turn in a project that kind of missed the mark? you should take an opportunity to address it. That is developmental feedback. It's continuous. It will always come up because there's always room for us to grow and get better in our jobs, right? Alrighty. The second reason that you're going to be giving feedback is for evaluation. So when I talk about evaluation, this is the more formal process. And this is what we often see in larger companies who do things like annual performance reviews. Now, I work with a lot of small businesses, and I know that my leaders tend to shy away from how formal that sounds, right? But I want to bring just a couple of things to your attention. As a business owner, giving feedback during an evaluation is different than giving feedback for development, right? So evaluative feedback is really great to address performance over a long period of time. For example, I often recommend that leaders uh, give an evaluation to a team member after the first 90 days of employment. In corporate, we do 30, 60, 90, so 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days, but we can simplify that for you, my friend, and we can do the first 90 days of employment, right? So that's going to help you give them feedback just about how they have uh, joined into the company, how they've settled into their role, right? Now, on the other hand, you can also give feedback on a yearly basis, and that is really, really good practice for any business owner, not just if you have 500 employees, seriously, if you have five employees. Giving feedback on an annual basis via an annual evaluation is a super good opportunity to uh, have your employees to set goals and then measure their performance and provide feedback based on the goals that they set at the beginning of the year. So to give an analogy, think about, you know, new year resolutions, right? So imagine at New Year, your team setting resolutions for their development and improvement and whatever their role is in your business. Then 
one calendar year later, you follow up with each member of your team with how much they have improved, how much did they accomplish according to the goals they set out to accomplish, right? So this is a way to provide feedback to your people over an extended time period, and that is more geared towards uh, long-term development. So again, your developmental feedback is your ongoing feedback that you provide in the moment at any opportunity that somebody can do something better or improve it in some way. And then your evaluation feedback, so your evaluative feedback, is that feedback that you give over a longer period of time based on agreed upon goals and uh, different metrics that you guys can come up with together. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them, but not my new Primally Pure charcoal deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands-down favorite natural deodorant, and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0, and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. (laughs) So no matter the reason for the feedback, There are a few key components of any type of constructive feedback that you always want to incorporate. So let's get into those. Remember earlier we talked about bad like subpar feedback, you know, the kind that leaves you confused or even, you know, blindsided and upset. Like, where did this even come from? Well, no fear. If you follow these few tips I'm about to tell you, you're going to master the art of constructive feedback and you are not going to leave your people feeling upset or confused, even when you have to have a potentially challenging conversation. Now, if you're an active listener of TidePod, I'm infamous for starting things off on what not to do, and I'm not going to change that habit today. So the most common mistake of giving feedback that I really want you to avoid is trying to sugarcoat it by wrapping it up in what I like to call the feedback sandwich. So you know how a sandwich has a piece of bread on the bottom? Then the actual sandwich ingredients, so the meat, the cheese, uh, all those good things, and then another piece of bread on top, right? Okay, a feedback sandwich is when you start with positive feedback as your bread to warm up the conversation. Then you add in the constructive feedback that you actually wanted to provide, right? So that's your meat, cheese, and lettuce. And finally, you top it off with another piece of bread, i.e. more positive feedback to soften the blow that the constructive feedback may have just given. You get it? So you're literally sandwiching in the actual feedback that you wanted to deliver and talk about with compliments and false positivity, not because it's actually serving the conversation, but because honestly, like, Giving constructive feedback can be uncomfortable because you're telling somebody, you know, how to potentially do something better. So sandwiching it in that positivity and compliments and stuff, it eases your guilt about the information that you just delivered. So I'm going to speak to your spirit for just a second because here's the thing. 
If you are feeling guilty about giving your people constructive feedback, so that's feedback around how they can improve or develop their skill set or even their behavior in some positive type of way, right? I'm going to challenge you on that feeling and kind of call you out for it because any type of constructive feedback is a gift. By delivering this information, by delivering this feedback to your team member, you are indicating to them that you have a standard of excellence, that you have a certain quality that you expect out of everybody in your business, including yourself. So to hold somebody to that standard means that, first of all, you believe that they can achieve it. And second of all, you want them to operate at the highest level they possibly can. So irregardless of what their role is as a freelancer, as a copywriter, as a podcast manager, as a social media manager, it doesn't even matter. Whatever the feedback you're giving them is in service of them becoming better at whatever it is that they do in your business, okay? So I want you to reposition the way you're thinking about constructive feedback because I understand anytime you have to correct somebody, it can be uncomfortable because it introduces in that element of, oh no, like, is there going to be conflict? Are we going to disagree about this? Like, I don't want to have to have this conversation, but I really want to put it on your heart to reposition it as an opportunity for both of you to grow. So for that person to grow in whatever the area of feedback is, and for you to grow as a leader who is capable of providing that feedback with a good heart, but also just as the badass leader that you are. Like you have certain standards in your business and that is what makes your business magic, okay? So I'm putting it on your heart here. There is no need to feel guilty and try to downplay this constructive feedback that you're giving by sandwiching it in a bunch of compliments and positivity, okay? All right, now the second tip that I wanna give you for giving good constructive feedback is that it must be timely. So what do I mean by that? It's pretty simple. If you see a team member respond incorrectly to something or do something that doesn't hold up to the standards that you set in your business, you want to address it as soon as possible. So let me give you an example here. Let's pretend you have a team member who helps you manage uh, customer complaints, right? Client complaints. And let's say for the sake of this example, they let something fall off the radar, the customer was left unattended, not feeling cared for, and it started this big old issue, right? Whenever possible, I want you to address that behavior, that mistake, as soon as you can. Why? For one, the recency of the event is going to help both you and your team member have a really accurate memory of what happened, what went wrong, and potentially how you can fix it. Let's stick with the example of where your client was kind of left hanging and they didn't get a resolution to their problem. If you can handle that as quickly as possible, you can actually give that constructive feedback to your team member in the moment, and they can have the opportunity to act on that feedback immediately based on the direction and the knowledge that you just gave them, right? And based on what they learned from your reaction to the experience. So the rule of thumb here is to address things as quickly as possible and no more than two days after the incident if you really want your team member to learn from it. 
And here's the thing. If you're giving constructive feedback, you know, a week or two after something happened, really what that comes across as is more so like communicating punishment or communicating dissatisfaction rather than teaching somebody how to do their job better. So if it's delayed, you can turn it into a learning opportunity, but you do have to be a bit more careful about explaining that that's why you're bringing this up, right? So let's pretend for argument's sake that you just don't have the time to address the mistake was made and you had to handle it yourself in the moment because sometimes that happens and now it's you know five days later and everybody's kind of forgotten about it but you do recognize as a leader that this is something that your team member can grow in so that it does not happen again all right that's cool so schedule a meeting with your team member and have the conversation and tell them You know, I understand that this has passed and it's been resolved and our client, our customer is happy now, but I do want to take a minute and just revisit exactly what happened because I think this is a really valuable opportunity for us to work through it, figure out a more permanent solution so that we don't have the same issue with any future clients. Okay, you see that? So if it can't be timely, just make sure to fully set the scene and explain that you're revisiting the issue because it is a great learning opportunity. Alrighty, now the third tip for giving good constructive feedback is to be as straightforward as possible. And many of us really struggle with this because the honest to goodness truth is that giving constructive feedback can be uncomfortable. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. I mean, here you are telling another person that they made a mistake or they need to improve in some way or something's just not up to par. And if you're not used to having conversations like that, it can be intimidating and you can feel bad and you can feel guilty. But again, I am putting it on your heart and that's why I'm bringing this up for a second time that good constructive feedback is a gift and there is no room in your business in the way that you operate as a CEO to beat around the bush here. So honestly, being indirect can do more harm than good. And how the heck is that possible, Tiana? Okay, so let's say you do have that team member, right? And let's say that that wasn't the first time they left a client hanging uh, with any type of like refund issue or something like that. And it honestly has offended multiple clients of yours, right? You shouldn't say something like, uh, well, uh, you know, hey, I just wanted to bring it to your attention that you're pretty good with clients, um, but I do think you could be a bit better and maybe make them feel more comfortable and cared for, especially if they're having some kind of issue. Okay, so you may be saying, well, Tiana, I told them something was wrong, but what did you actually just say? Because that wasn't even nearly direct enough. And by beating around the bush, you left a level of ambiguity and honestly kind of discredited the importance of the topic that you're bringing up. So how can you take what I just said and improve it and make it more straightforward? Okay, you can say something like, hey, I've noticed there have been a few issues with clients who have requested refunds and they have felt unsupported because they did not receive any communication back from us in the past. So I want to have a conversation with you about how we've handled that before and how we can improve that process from here on out so that our clients feel heard and cared for. 
There is such a big difference between the two statements that we just went over. That one was way more straightforward. You called out the problem, you called out the past behavior, and you called out the fact that you wanted to have a conversation to figure out how we can avoid repeating that behavior. Wow, that was so much more straightforward. All right, so let's dive in to the fourth tip around giving constructive feedback. And this one goes hand in hand with being straightforward and it is to be specific. So adding that level of specificity to your straightforwardness is going to help your team member because you're gonna be giving them details that they can actually act upon. So let's continue with our example of the client who wants a refund and is just left like hanging in the dust with no response or maybe even an unsatisfactory response, right? So you've been timely and had this conversation ASAP with your team member. You aren't beating around the bush. You're being straightforward. And you've addressed the fact that there have been issues with other clients requesting refunds and you want to improve your overall communication. How can you add specificity to this? You can add specificity by calling out any specific behaviors you've witnessed or maybe even were made aware of by your clients. So in our little example here, your client may have complained that, you know, they did receive a call, but on that call, they didn't feel listened to. And they felt like your team member was just quoting your refund policy back to them without actually, you know, like addressing and responding to what they said. You should provide this feedback directly to your team member. That is a very specific detail that you could honestly quote and use it to jumpstart your conversation. All right, so we are rocking and rolling and we are on to the fifth and final tip for giving constructive feedback. And it is, it should be actionable. Yes, my friend, actionable feedback is that final kung pao of how you can really do this the right way because it's giving your team member something tangible to go do. So a really easy way for you to think about this and put it into action, (laughs) pun intended, is by thinking about the specific behavior or skill that you want them to change, right? And you want to figure out what it is that your team member should stop, start, or continue to do. So let's keep it simple by going back to our refund example. So if your client felt like they weren't being heard, that was the specific little tidbit that we found out and we provided back to the team member, you can provide actionable feedback by telling your team member, instead of bringing up the policy in the beginning of the conversation, let's make sure that you're reiterating our client's concerns by actively repeating whatever the problem is that they are explaining to you. So you're going to repeat that to make sure that they feel heard and even ask them, "Is the, am I getting this right? Is that what you're feeling right now, right? And then go into the policy. All right, so by saying something like this and by adding this element of a specific action your team member can do, you have given them the stop, start, and continue. So you've told them to stop bringing up the policy in the first few minutes of a customer service call. You've told them to start repeating and reiterating client concerns to help them feel heard. And you've told them to continue explaining the policy because that's a really important part of the conversation, but they're just doing it a little bit later. 
That is good old actionable feedback, my friend. That is going to give you an accurate measure also of whether your team member is improving because now that you've given them very specific feedback that you can measure based on the actions they're taking, when this happens in the future, you know what to look for because you've provided good constructive feedback. Oh, I love it. This is so great. So there you have it, my friend. At its simplest, that is how you can master the art of good constructive feedback. So let's recap those tips real quick. Tip number one, avoid the feedback sandwich. Do not do people the disservice of trying to hide constructive feedback and compliments and positive feedback. Just dive right in because constructive feedback is a gift. Tip number two is that your feedback should be given in a timely manner, which is as soon as possible. So as soon as there's an opportunity to give the feedback, just go ahead and do it, my friend. Tip number three is to be as straightforward as possible and do not be around the bush. Again, your feedback is a gift, so just get right into it. Tip number four is being as specific as possible so that your team member knows exactly what you're referring to and the exact experience or behavior or whatever it is that you observed that could be improved upon. And tip number five is to make that feedback actionable. It should be action-based so that your team member knows exactly what to do going forward and you know exactly what to look for to make sure that they are listening and learning and growing. Yes, y'all don't know how much I love this because you being able to give constructive feedback is going to help you take your team to the next level, my friend. Here you are being an effective leader, giving good feedback, and guess what? I am so very proud of you.